0: share. I think I'm going to talk about Christmas. Is that okay? Sound like a good idea? And I'm going to read out of Luke chapter 2. If we have a little more light in the sanctuary, guys, I'd appreciate that. Not Luke. I'm sorry, Matthew. I'm still back at Sunday's message. Matthew chapter 2. And I want to just talk to you for a little bit about the Christmas star. I'm not going to take long, but I want to talk to you about what is otherwise called the star of Bethlehem. Now, I'm reading out of Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And uh, I'll zip through it real quickly, and then you can be seated. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Now he's quoting Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. That was written centuries before Christ was born in Bethlehem. Verse 7, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and kill him. I'm sorry, it says worship him, because what he wanted to do was kill him. Verse 9, and when they had heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star Which they had seen in the east went before them. It reappeared. Till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their presents or their treasures, they presented gifts to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Amen. Jesus, thank you for your word. Speak to us out of your sacred word tonight, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Merry Christmas, and you can be seated. Amen. 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 Now, you're probably aware that this week there was a rare sighting in the southwestern sky around 45 minutes or so after dusk. Uh, and it was the alignment of Saturn and Jupiter uh, that hasn't happened since March 4th, 1226. So over, or approximately 800 years ago, human beings on Earth looked at the same thing some of us saw this week. Cindy and I I have some good binoculars, and we ran out there and we found it hanging in the sky, southwestern sky. And with binoculars, you could see the two planets, and they were very, very closely aligned so that if you didn't have help and you were at a real distance, it looked like one great big sphere, but it wasn't. It was two of them in a very, very historic celestial setting and sight. Now, because it happened so close to Christmas time, all the uh, secular news media uh, uh, did stories on it and they tagged it, the star of Bethlehem reappears or the Christmas star reappears. And they were insinuating that what we were looking at might have been what these wise men saw in the far east when they spotted the star and it made them want to travel and find out what the star was all about now i don't think it was i'm going to tell you what i think this thing was this this star this light in the heavens but i don't think it was it was saturn and jupiter i don't think it was a real star But hang with me for a minute. Let's just think about the wise men. I want to explain these wise men to you because that's the reason the star was sent. God sent something up there to appeal. Now, we tend to say three wise men because they gave three gifts. There may have been way more than three. Uh, May have been five, six, ten, and they had three gifts. But uh, we assume it was three. But even if it was ten... God sent a sign in heaven just for the sake of these men. Now, who were they? Who were these wise men? Well, first of all, they were probably located somewhere in the land of Persia. Because Matthew tells us that they came from the east to Jerusalem. Well, Jerusalem is in the Middle East. So if you're going to come from the east to the Middle East, then you're coming from the far east. If you're coming from the Far East, it might have been Babylon or just somewhere in ancient Persia. Chances are these men were Persian. They were not Hebrew. They were not Jewish. They were not familiar with Judaism, the law of Moses, the worship of the God who had revealed himself to Israel. They didn't know about this. These were Our best guess is ancient astronomers, not astrologers, astronomers. They were scientists. They were intellects. They were used to studying the stars. They were used to looking up and and mapping the constellations. And that's why when they looked up one night, they saw something that they had not seen before. They had not seen this before. It was a sighting they weren't used to at all. They blinked, looked again, blinked, looked again, got whatever instruments they had in those days and looked up. And they said, look, that has never been there. What is that orb, star? What is it? It was very, very intriguing to them. So intriguing that they decided, we can't just sit here and look at it. It was hanging over the land of Judea. So it was miles and miles away. And they said, we can't just sit here and look at it because there's something about this star that is pulling us, that draws us. It is alluring. It is, it is attractive. It is magnetic. It is something that we want to pull up, uh, pack up, and leave home and hearth and go find out, go chase this star, follow this star, and see what it is. Hanging over the land of Judea. Powerful stuff. And so these scientists literally packed up, loaded up their donkeys, whatever it is they were taking, and they began a journey. Now we know that the journey, if they were in Babylon or in ancient Persia, this was a journey of about 800 miles. Now I want you to think about you and me getting on a donkey with 800 miles to go. I'm going to tell you, I get into a, car, and I don't like 800 miles to go. But they were getting on to a beast of burden, a donkey, mule, maybe horses, I don't know, but nevertheless, an 800-mile journey. That is a long, long ways. We, 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 we think that that would have taken them somewhere around three months of travel, maybe even much longer if they stopped quite a bit and rested But they began a very long journey. So listen, the pull of this star was powerful. There was something about this star that was talking to them, speaking to them, uh, um, pulling them, attracting them, drawing them to want to satisfy their intellectual curiosity. And I believe there was something about the star that was also speaking to their heart. And so there is this star, and they begin to chase it, and they begin to follow it. And the Bible tells us in Matthew that apparently, as they were journeying along, don't know how long into the journey, the star disappeared. And, and, and it forced them to, to essentially just have to keep on going in the direction they remembered where it was. And so they kept going. They kept following. They kept pursuing this star that had hung in the sky, though it's gone. They knew that it was in the land of Judea, that it had been hanging over Judea, so they kept on going. Months after they left, they finally arrived at Jerusalem. Can you imagine? And once there, Matthew says they began to ask around town a very, very telling question. They said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Wait a minute. Who told you that? You are Persian, pagan, astronomers. You don't know the God of Israel, you don't know Jehovah. You weren't raised in the Hebrew faith. How how do you know anything about a king of the Jews? Who told you that from, from Babylon to Jerusalem? How did you come at that? We only have two good guesses. Because they were scholars, they knew something about the writings of people like Daniel. They had come across some writings of the scriptures or had heard about them. And that they foretold the coming of a Messiah. They foretold the coming of a Savior. They foretold the coming of a God-man. And this God-man was going to come through the Hebrews, and and, and they knew something about this. So as they journeyed all those months, they began to talk amongst each other. And they said, remember what we read? Remember what we have been told uh, about this king of the Jews? This star, there's something about this star that that it's telling us, it's speaking to us, that it is signifying that this king of the Jews has been born. Or, as they were traveling, they ran across some Jewish people. And as they talked with the Jewish people, the Jewish people began to tell them, yeah, we, we, we saw that star. Uh, and the Jewish people said to them, hey, why are you on the road? Why are you going to Jerusalem? Because we saw a star in the heavens. And we want to know what it was about. And the Jewish people may have said to them, well, we think it was a sign that Messiah has been born. However they got it, they had some inside information. So that by the time they got to Jerusalem, they weren't going around asking, um, where is he who might have been born king of the Jews? Where is he who maybe was born king of the Jews? No. They were asking an emphatic question. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Where is he? We want to find him. We want to find him. And so suddenly word of these wise men walking around Jerusalem asking these questions got to Herod, King Herod. King Herod was an exceedingly wicked, vile man. It is King Herod who would order the killing of every male child two years old and under when he was trying to find the baby Jesus and kill him. He was an, a very wicked man. And King Herod, Herod heard about this king of the Jews stuff, and he talked to the wise men and said, well, Tell me, wh- what about this? And, and uh, they told him, and he went to his own wise people, his own soothsayers, and said, Where is the king of the Jews, according to the Hebrews, supposed to be born? And they went to Micah 5-2. And they quoted Micah 5 too. And they said he's to be born in Bethlehem. And so Herod sent the wise men to Bethlehem. That's where he's to be born. Go there and when you find him, come bring word to me. Now catch this. As they were leaving Jerusalem for the short trek to Bethlehem, suddenly the star appeared again. It had been gone. It appeared again. And it began moving and it went ahead of them as they journeyed to Bethlehem, kind of like the cloud by day and the fire by night, the children of Israel enjoyed when they were being delivered from Egypt, the fire burned at night and led them, the cloud by day led them and here they've got a star and it's moving, it's moving. That's why I don't think this was a normal star. Normal stars don't move, they're fixed, They're, they're stationary. This one was hovering, floating, moving ahead of them, carrying them, leading them. And it gets to one house and stops right above it. One house stops right above it. said, well, Jeff, what do you think it was? I think it was either an angel. Because anytime an angel shows up in the Bible, and there are real angels, believe me, there are. And anytime one showed up in the Bible, they, they, they were brilliant with light. So it could have been an angel. It could have been the very God who originally at the creation of the world said, let there be light. The first thing he made was light. And there was light. Well, that God. That same God was speaking to these wise men. And he could have said, let there be light. And there was a light. And that light drew them. And they left everything to follow it. And, and finally, it came to hover right over the house where Jesus was. It says, that, it says, the house it stopped at is where the young child was. And the Greek word for child there is little boy. So this is not the baby, baby, newborn baby Jesus He's about two years old by now. So he's a little boy, and he's living in this house with Mary and Joseph. And the light stood right over it, and they went in. Now listen carefully to me, and I'm going to close. Watch this. God uses different strokes for different folks. When God wanted the shepherds to understand that Jesus had been born, he sent an angel. And they knew about angels. They'd been raised on Judaism, on the Old Testament. The Old Testament's full of angels. And so they understood angels coming to them, appearing to them, and talking to them. So that was good. God spoke to them in a way they could understand. But these wise men weren't raised in that at all. What did they understand? They understood the stars. So God came to them in a language they could get. God came to them in a language they could understand. And he came to them in a language that would reach them. He said, they're not going to understand an angel. They'll probably die of a heart attack if I send an angel. So I'll send a star, a mysterious star, because they are astronomers. And I will use it to draw them to my son. That gave me goosebumps just then. Because, you see, God knows how to get to you. He knows how to get to me. He knows who to use, who to send, what to send. He knows how to get our attention. He knows how we're wired. And he knew how these wise men were wired. And he sent them a star. Now, when they went into the house, the Bible says, they opened their gifts. One of them gave gold. Gold is always a picture of royalty. They were saying, here is royalty, king of kings, lord of lords. Then they gave frankincense. That's always a sign of worship in the Bible. So here's one we're going to worship. And they gave myrrh. Myrrh is what you use to embalm people who have died. The myrrh shows how deeply they understood who this was, that one day he would die on a cross. For you and me. And so they gave Myrrh extremely meaningful gifts. Amen. But now, I end with this. We've got a better than a star. We've got something better than a star. You know what it is? It's the gospel. The gospel is a bright and shining light. Here's the gospel, here's why we're here. For God so loved the world, so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes on Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now, in that gospel is our salvation. If you put your faith in Christ, you are saved. You are saved. You are given, gifted with eternal life. And so better than a star, we've got the gospel, John three sixteen, the whole story of Jesus. That's why we're here. That is, that for us is the bright and shining light. And if you will, if you will follow that John three sixteen to the natural conclusion, it will lead you to Jesus where you will be saved. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad God understands what'll get our attention? How many of you can say, God sent just the right person to talk to me? Amen. Or I ended up in just the right service where I got reached. How many of you have ever seen God reach you with the personal touch? Because he knows you inside out. Amen. Amen. So that's why we're here tonight. Because God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. How many of you are glad for that salvation? Can we stand up together? And I want you to grab your iPhones. Well, this is going to be interesting. I've never done this, but we're going to do it. Now, see, a lot of you already, you've been to some concerts. All right. Now, I need to get mine to go back. There we go. All right. Now, what we want to do. Now, here's what these lights represent. God sent a star. That was a light. God sent his word. That's the light. God sent his son. Jesus said, I am the what of the world? Light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So thank God for the light. Now it's been a tough year. It may continue to be tough for a while. But Jesus said, not only was he the light of the world, but he said, because I'm the light of the world and now you're mine, I've lit you. So now you're the light of the world and you're the salt of the earth. So figuratively speaking, this is the way we ought to all look. Lights shining into the dark. Amen. I mean, come on, give me a better amen than that. You say, well, Jeff, I don't feel much like shining. All you got to do is let Jesus shine through you. Just let Jesus shine through you. Amen. Amen. My daughter was telling me, she was driving down the road yesterday, she saw a homeless man with a little dog, and she said, Dad, I've never talked to a homeless person, I've never stopped for one or talked to one, but when I saw the little dog, there was something about this homeless man and his dog that made me stop, and we talked for about 20 minutes, and I gave them some food, and you know what she did when she did that? She was showing the love of Jesus, just like this, just like this. And tonight, when we were coming down the road, there was the same homeless man with the dog over on the other side of the road. Julia yelled at him, and he knew exactly who she was, he did this. So, listen, you're the light of the world. You carry precious cargo, and that is the treasure in earthen vessels the light of the world. So let's hold it up and let's sing. Thank you, Lord. with the light of God. Cindy, come on up here. Amen. 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 And I want to thank you again so much for coming. And Cindy, I want you to come on up here with me. You did a beautiful job, sweetie. That was a beautiful song. Amen. Didn't she sing good? Yeah, she did. So we. I'm going to turn mine off. I'm looking at you. Okay. Okay. Um, Again, I want to thank you for giving those shoes. That was light to those children. Just think, in leaving, you don't have to do some incredible thing. Any little act of love done in Christ's name is light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good
1: works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Amen.